Hey everybody, it's Jenny from Channel Mom. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is our new and improved podcast, and I'm super excited about today's show topic. We cut it down for you, made it shorter and sweeter, but I think you're going to love it. It's pretty delicious. I invited the author of a brand new cookbook on. Uh, It's called Hope's Table, Everyday Recipes from a Mennonite Kitchen. I call this woman the Mennonite Martha Stewart. She's good. And I am not fabulous in the kitchen, so I can use her help, and maybe you could too. She has all kinds of tips. We're going to give you some really yummy recipes from her cookbook, but also some meal planning ideas and some ways to keep your fridge more tidy. I know I could use that. So I hope it's a huge blessing to you, and you love it, and we're going to give you the best of this show coming up. So here you go. She is a popular food blogger. Her name is Hope Helmuth, and her brand new cookbook is Hope's Table, Everyday Recipes from a Mennonite Kitchen. I've been looking through it, and it's actually gotten me excited about cooking, which is a minor miracle, because <laughs> I do not love to cook at all. So Hope, I'm hoping that we can give, every time I'm going to say the word Hope in any other capacity other than your name, I'm going to be self-conscious about it. Anyway, I'm hoping that we can give some beautiful recipes out to moms today and a copy or two of your beautiful beautiful, gorgeous hardcover book. Hope also takes photographs. And so this this uh, book is filled with gorgeous photographs of food and, and the like. So Hope, welcome to Channel Mom. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you're not as loud as me. You're, you're, I can tell that you have this beautiful, calm lifestyle. Let me read to you a little bit about uh, Hope's life. She says she lives in a Swiss chalet that her husband's grandfather built. It's nestled among pine trees, and there's a river running through the front of the property. I'm even wondering, Hope, your life seems so idyllic. I'm wondering if you have one of these things to call the kids in for dinner. Do you? Fess up? Do you have one of those little triangle things to call the kids in? I do not. But it sounds like maybe something I should get. Maybe. So I've decided to call you the Martha Stewart of the Mennonite community because you've got this incredible way of doing things and decorating. And I'm assuming you have a fabulous garden and you cook. You literally are a farm-to-table gal. You take things that are fresh and throw them into your recipes. So I'm hoping that you can help our moms catch a little bit of that vision today. You actually start in the introduction by saying you think that we sort of lost the tradition of meal making and and in your own community you worry about it because everybody's so busy and and all of the digital demands and all the schedule demands I mean we're just so busy we're plagued with busyness and you talk about how you think that's interrupting our ability to enjoy the good food that God's given us um, that the kind of um, habit and pattern of of cooking and, and making that a family thing and then sitting down for meals together and just having that peace at the end of the day do you know hope they have discovered that kids who have sit down meals with their families um, are more likely to grow up and be successful in life and to do well in life. They, they have fewer um, emotional problems and all kinds of things that they'll just sit down and have family meals. Isn't that interesting? And, and that's something mm-hmm. that you um, are, are pitching. So talk to me a little bit about what you're concerned about in, in regard to losing those beautiful traditions. Well, it's, um, it's hard for me to hear that most Americans eat up to two meals a day in their car, and it's like they aren't they aren't gathering at the end of the day um, with their family to sit down and talk about the day, the joys, the sorrows of the day, and just 
that that place where the family comes together at the end of the day and just talks. Um, I just think that's being lost, and it's just there's so much value in it for children, even to just learn to sit and listen to older people and learn even to sit still still at a mill and um, learn to eat what's put in front of them. And I just I just see so much value in it, and it's hard for me to see that some people don't even sit around the table and gather their family at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I even wonder to a certain degree if it's why, if that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, along with our busy schedules, that, that we have more diabetes and more cancers and more all those kind of things, if because of the way we eat now, we are getting sicker. I mean, I, I, you're not a doctor. You can't say yes to that. But do you understand my sentiment there? Yes. And I think that, you know, parents know that their kids need a certain amount of things to be healthy. And so, like, they're like, you have to eat broccoli to be healthy. And then it becomes a big thing in the kid's head, like, oh, I have to eat this. And then they don't want to eat it because it's labeled healthy. Well, if you just sat down and this is your meal for the day and we eat it together and we don't talk about whether it's good or bad for you it's everything on the table is wholesome and you eat it together yeah you do um, you do <laughs> these recipes yeah. made my mouth water and hope i'm counting on you to make me a woman who loves to cook so that's all you got to do today is just make me love cooking um i'm pretty sure that uh, some of your recipes are things that i'm definitely going to want to uh, try out so we're going to get to some of the contents of the cookbook but i also want you to just kind of give up front your your meal planning suggestions because i think meal planning in this day and age is overwhelming for mothers so tell us about um sort of the way that you you go about meal planning, maybe the few tips you can pass on to the moms who are, are kind of overwhelmed in, in this day and age about getting it all together? Well, I would say I cook a lot by the seasons um, with having a garden. You know, the first things to come in the garden, you're going to cook with those, and then you're going to plan your meals around those vegetables or um, things that you're gathering. Um, I tend to you know, pick a couple simple meals a week and then some that are a little more detailed and have more um, components to them. Um, but you could pick an easy meal like taco salad one night that's just um, one main dish with the beans and the, the meat. And then the next night you can have like chicken and potatoes and, and salad. And so don't think of it as this big overwhelming thing where you have to plan this great meal each day. You can do a simple meal and then a more complicated meal. Um, another way to look at it is, is plan ahead when you go grocery shopping, the meats that are on sale. One night do chicken, one night do pork, one night do ground beef. Um, if you have leftovers from roasting a whole chicken the next night, or if you're home for lunch, you can make chicken salad out of that chicken that you roasted or a soup. Um, I think it's important not to make too much food that it's overwhelming amounts left in the fridge, just enough for the next day and then to use what you have in your fridge. You can also base your meal planning off of that as well. Yeah, I like that. And do you, do you sit down at the beginning of the week and figure that out? How do you do, you do that early on? I, I don't really. I, I know a lot of people who sit down and write down every day, but I usually decide um, 
before lunch what what meat or meal I'm going to do, and then I'll just go to the freezer and get out um, the meat that I want to fix that night and let it thaw. So I do plan ahead in that way in my grocery shopping. Well, and I love that you absolved us from having to do complicated meals every night because I sort of feel guilty when I do taco salad <laughs> or egg salad, <laughs> but but I think that we don't have to. We can, we can make one or two really no. lovely meals maybe on a Saturday, but we the rest of the week we can be simple if we need to be, and I appreciate you, mm-hmm. you suggesting that. I, I see that you we're going to get to some recipes i want people to get excited about that you have gorgeous stuff in here fresh strawberry pie and blueberry and white chocolate scones and we've got a couple of recipes i'm going to have you share with people but um you say that you've got a special tip for keeping a tidy refrigerator can you pass that along um well there's a long list of things but um i would say don't buy too much um if your fridge is overflowing you're getting too many groceries and if you go to a discount grocery store and they have three different kinds of barbecue sauce don't get three different kinds for 99 cents get one kind um it just makes your fridge confusing you don't know what's fresh you don't know what's old um just simplify it um and um, keep a grocery list, of course, is a important thing so you don't have duplicates or you're not always frantically running to the grocery store for that thing you need for your recipe. Um, just keep simple staples in the fridge. Don't add a bunch of new things that your kids might not eat and then they eat two bites out of it and then you have to um, throw it away, which is wasteful. And then, like I said, plan a meal based on what's in your fridge, what you need to use up if you have extra broccoli or vegetables or things like that plan a meal around that um and and also what's i like that you say what's on sale now i sort of picture you going out and killing the chicken and getting the broccoli out of the the garden do you ever shop at the store oh yes i do (laughs) okay you you seem to have this sort of idyllic 18th century life so i just i I, that's what i picture and i used to have a friend that sort of lived like that she lives on a ranch and and she would literally go get the fresh meat um of course it had to be processed so um all right so let's have you share a couple of fabulous recipes you've got uh two quickies that i'm going to try to get get uh, to our audience all right so let's start with maple glazed sweet potatoes which sounds so yummy to me Yes, it's it's very simple, and I've said this before, I think some moms feel like they need meal helpers or hamburger helpers to cook food for their children when, to me, it's just as easy, easy to grab a sweet potato and peel it and roast it in the oven, Yeah, and you don't have to do much to it. It's actually less steps. Um, so for these, you just grab two large sweet potatoes, you peel them, you slice them into about three-fourths inch thick rounds Um, you coat them with olive oil you lay them on a baking sheet that's lined with parchment paper on the top of them just drizzle maple syrup sprinkle them with a little salt and then you roast them at 400 for 30 to 35 minutes and it creates this wonderful caramelized gooey sweet potato that has lots of flavor yeah and it's it's great for your kids, and it's also great for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I kind of want to <laughs> go home and do that right now. And again, I don't like to cook, and you're causing me to want to cook. So um, <laughs> maple syrup drizzled on them, and it's very sweet and simple. This kind of reminds me of the way my grandma Gladys used to cook, just kind of the basics. You don't you don't have fillers. You don't have helpers. You don't have every sauce known to man. Um, you create things that are natural, and maple syrup comes out of trees, right? Um, 
and mm-hmm. olive oil comes, you know, originally from the olive tree, and and the sweet potatoes right out of the ground. I love that. And uh, you're right, healthy sweet potatoes have a lot of uh, vitamins and so on, minerals that uh, can help our kids. So I should have told folks to get out a pen and paper because these are recipes they could be copying down. But anyway, you said two large sweet potatoes, two to three tablespoons of olive oil. You put those things on a parchment piece of parchment paper. Well, not just the paper, but on a pan with parchment paper, and then drizzle with maple syrup and cook in the oven for 30 to 35 minutes at 400. So I hope uh, folks will try that out, especially for Thanksgiving. And then also protein balls. I'm going to let you give out that recipe as well. So if anybody, this is a quick, simple, easy treat for your kids that has some protein in it. And if you're somebody who likes to exercise like I do and work out, something wonderful to have right after you've exercised. So tell folks how to make the protein balls. All right. Well, you start with your dry ingredients, which is one and one half cups of crispy rice cereal. Um, one and one half cups of rolled oats, which is the old-fashioned uncut, two-thirds a cup of sweet coconut, a half a cup of dried cranberries, a fourth a teaspoon of salt. Um, you would just combine that, and then um, you would add your wet ingredients, with, which is a cup of peanut butter, a half a cup of honey, and then I usually add two tablespoons of protein powder just for that extra protein. And you actually just mix it together in a stand mix- mixer with a paddle attachment and grab a cookie scoop with the, and then a cookie sheet that's lined with parchment paper and put the cookie scoops onto the cookie sheet. Um, you can melt your chocolate chips and drizzle the protein balls with that, or you could add your half a cup of chocolate chips and with your oatmeal and peanut butter mixture. Okay. But I usually just place them in the freezer till they're firm and then just... Um, put them in a container for us to eat. I do keep them in the fridge. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, you could get the really healthy chocolate chips, or you don't have to add chocolate chips if you don't want to, if you want to keep them even healthier. Um, and also with the protein powder, I have a question for you. I always get concerned about too much soy and, and all the estrogens involved and things like that. Do you use a whey protein powder? What do you use? I use the Great Lakes grass-fed um, protein powder. Okay, that's good to know. You had a little commercial right there yeah. for Great Lakes. Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me about um, some of the things that you're most excited about in here, about sharing. Now, you've got some gorgeous photos. You love to take photos. And uh, you've got some beautiful fall recipes. You know, give an example of something that you would like for moms to see in this cookbook that could uh, be fun for them to make in the, in the coming months. Um, I would say one of my easiest things that I usually go to on a day when I'm busy is a, it's the herb roasted chicken and potatoes. It's in a cast iron skillet. You toss your raw chicken thighs with your sweet potatoes, your white potatoes, and your chunked onions, and you make um, a sauce with melted butter, parsley flakes, poultry seasoning. You mix that all together, put it in a cast iron skillet, and bake it at 350 for an hour and a half. And for a meal, then all I will add is a lettuce salad or you could add applesauce or something like that but it's beautiful and it's very um pleasing to the eye but it's also yeah very nutritious for your children yeah you've got grilled maple barbecue chicken as well and citrus grilled chicken and all kinds of (laughs) this makes me hungry to look at this savory meatballs steak and cheese subs so yeah really good stuff um and you also have taken the photographs to to go along with this so which makes it a gorgeous little book by the way what kind of butter do you use because i'm just saying i buy amish butter like the big giant thing wrapped in in uh, wax paper because i think it's better for our family do you use that kind of butter is it butter that is produced on in in your community no we do not have any local butter i 
just to be honest, I get it from Costco. I feel like the quality, <laughs> I feel like the quality is, is good. Um, so you're no, a little more like us. Occasion. You're a little more like us than I've been picturing there, Hope. Yes. <laughs> you go to Costco, yes, too. Definitely. Okay, so what were you going to say? Um, I would sometimes, I had a lady from church who would have a lot of um, cream left over from her cows, and I would make butter. Um, but that would only be for special occasions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So hope, how do people find you? How do they find the cookbook and your blog, your food blog? How do they catch up with you? Um, I have a website called hopeful dash things. Um, and there you will find all the ways to connect with me through Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Hopeful dash things. Wonderful. Well, God bless you and your family. I hope the holidays are delicious and, uh, people are gathered around the table and I hope you've inspired others to do the same. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate Sure. Thanks for being on the show. The Life Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org.